He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! No crying? There's no crying in baseball! Hey man, welcome back to Know Your Cinema. <laughs> uh, we are continuing our uh, Stoner Movie Month uh, with the fan pick, uh, The Big Lebowski. Which is exciting. So we're going to do that today. We're going to talk about that. If you uh, are wanting some more stoner stuff to listen to, we did last week uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. So that's up there to listen to, as well as we've also previously done Super Troopers and Friday. Um, so all of those are fun things to uh, to get your get your vibe going. And um, if you would like to check out, uh, like I said, this was a fan pick, right? So the way we do our fan picks, uh, we've actually changed it up from what we said in the previous episodes. What we're doing with our fan picks is uh, when we spin a fan pick on the wheel, since we record our episodes ahead of time so that we can edit them and things like that uh, before we post them, <clears throat> we... Uh, we're going to be doing a poll on our social medias, which is facebook.com slash KYC podcast. Um, on Instagram at KYC podcast, Twitter at KYC podcast and on TikTok at KYC podcast. So we'd post those the day after we record, which would generally be Wednesday, but it could pretty much happen at any time if we have to change our recording date. So we'd be posting those the next day, running them for 24 hours. And then uh, doing the uh, the fan pick on that next, next episode. So uh, definitely follow those if you would like to vote in our future fan picks. Um, who knows? It honestly could come up in this episode. So, uh, might want to get out there and, and, and get that. Um, anywho, like I said, we were talking about the Big Lebowski. So it is not only just a me here. Um, it is me and my two other personalities, uh, Viv and Matthew. Hey, hey. And uh, Devlin Clemens. Hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Don't judge me. That was my Scott Hall. Okay. Okay. I still feel the need to judge you, but I'll I'll let it slide. Don't do it. Don't do it. I I mean, it, it, it is it is a weed episode. I mean, you know, it, Scott Hall was probably doing weed, but it was, his thing was alcohol. So, have you ever? First off, <clears throat> just for all of the people at home um, that don't smoke weed that happen to be watch listening to this episode, 
never has a person who smokes weed actively said doing weed. So that's just just a little thing that I'd throw out there for you. <laughs> little uh, little tidbit uh, of information. Nobody nobody says doing weed. But, well, uh, what what would be the uh, yeah? What would yeah. be the correct uh, phraseology, uh, Jason? Like, for us non-experts in the room, like smoking weed would just be the thing. Like no, like you don't say do weed, you say smoke weed, or like you. I guess you could eat weed, like you could eat like edibles and shit like that. But like, <clears throat> it's the correct term terminology in general would would be smoke weed. See, Jason, I don't ever want you to correct me when I correct you on your shit on your questions. So. We're even now, buddy. I'm just Coming looking back full. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to like, like anybody who's not an expert. Like to be fair, I, I don't currently like actively smoke, but there were some times where I got down. Well, you know, decades I, of life. Jason, <laughs> Jason, Vivian, you just stay out of this. Vivian, you just stay Jason, out of this. I got you. All right, that was over the line. Okay, all right. Devlin. Yeah. Okay. This ain't Nam. This is all right. This is <laughs> this is smoking. There's rules here. Okay. There are yeah, rules. There's a rule. It's called tell your tell your fans to go fuck themselves, and you don't do it. So, <laughs> Mark Zero. Yeah, Mark Zero. That's, right. that's what I'm gonna tell you every time you start doing it. I'm gonna like Mark Zero. <laughs> Mark Zero, dude. All right. Put us over. And line, to be dude. fair, all, all the whole time I watched this movie, all I could think of was. That John Goodman's character reminds me so fucking much of Devlin. Yeah, it's true. You know, <laughs> it's true. I, I watched it too, and I'm like, damn, I am John Goodman in this movie. That's one of the. F- that is one of the first things that Beth said. It's like, uh, I think that's Devlin. I don't know him that well, but I think that's Devlin. I, dude, it was so like I, the whole time I'm like, I'm watching a movie with like just a stoner and Devlin. <laughs> Oh, that's felt, awesome. That's what it felt like to me. Granted, I would never pull a gun on someone in public over a bowling game, but <laughs> but let's be honest, if bowling was the thing that he was most serious about in the world, he might. Rules are rules. Right. Maybe at a wrestling show. Maybe at a wrestling show. Am I the only show? motherfucker here that cares about the fucking rules? I can see right. him saying that. It's true. It's, it's all, all I thought about. I was just like, holy shit, that's, we're watching Devil. And Skyland kept being like, he's, she's like, he is just a douche this whole time. And then I was like, ooh, man. Like, like she kept saying it, but I was like, I, this, I didn't point out to her that I felt like it was like Devlin. But she was like, he's just such a dick the whole fucking time. And I was like, damn. Like, the whole time I'm seeing Devlin and she sees an asshole. So, just saying. <laughs> I mean... That I am an asshole, so that that it's very. I'm not offended by it at all. So, like, someone the other day called me um, shallow <laughs> on Facebook, and I I had to give them this big long speech about how if you actually knew me, you would know that I'm nothing close to being shallow. Asshole, yes, <laughs> but shallow, never. Huh. No, like like Devlin would bang a fat girl. <laughs> what? What? 
Do we do we need a retake on that? No, we that? don't need a retake on that. <laughs> I didn't didn't deny that. Did you hear me deny that? <laughs> Do you hear me? Did you hear me say objection? No, I just found the I just found the wheels of this PBS program just come off. What PBS First program? Time, PBS program, my dick. And <laughs> it may be a PBS program on your computer and through your microphone, but it's not a PBS show here. Yes, yes, I, I, I am, I am living in this fantasy world where I think, I think of the show as one thing, and clearly it's something else. I mean, I had to do a, a, a very uh, family, family friendly wrestling podcast to the, uh, the other day, and it sucked. It mm. sucked to have to watch my mouth, like it really did. I, I honestly, I, if I do guest spots on anybody's podcast, I always tell them like I always hit them with the, the Ricky from fucking. Uh, <laughs> Trailer Park Boys and said, "Like I can't talk without cussing." No, I, I, I asked. I asked ahead of time. I said, "Look, what are, <coughs> what are your rules and regs on cussing?" <laughs> and uh, I, I tried to curb it as best I could. He only had to beat me three times. Yeah, dude. I'm, I would. I would tell him like I, I'd be like, "Look, we gotta. You want to record this like super ahead of time?" <laughs> Which we did. So that you can edit all these because. I'm finna go off in here. Well, on this podcast, we don't watch our mouths, Vivin. Okay. I mean, Vivin. He, Vivin does no matter what. Like he's he always does. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Twenty eight episodes in, and can't get him to say "go fuck yourself." It's 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 a tick that I have. All right. It's 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 the southern in me. All right. What? <laughs> Did you say southern? Southern? Did you say Southern? Yep. All right, we're getting way off topic. Let's yeah, talk about the Big Lebowski. On that note, <clears throat> on that note, let's talk about the Big Lebowski, gentlemen. Viv, this um, was a movie that you had on your list. Yes, and I pushed for it. I think because this sw- was almost switched. fell off the wheel. You switched a couple times, yeah. back and forth. Um, question for you guys. Have I'm assuming both of you have actually seen this before, right? This is not the first movie. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I actually yes, reviewed so... this for a, a website I used to work for. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, so you you will have you will have. Uh, this is my second some... review of this movie. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm expecting something not shallow. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be it better. It better <clears throat> have some substance. Uh, yeah, man, I just I just love this movie. When he, Jason, you proposed the idea of what this month is going to be, and the first movie that popped up in my head, of the select few that I know of within the genre, I was like, do the Big Lebowski. We gotta do the Big Lebowski. For me, it encapsulates everything about that genre, and probably is one of the best movies. I just. I can pop it in and it's it's laugh out loud. It's there there is there's some quiet moments, but the characters in this movie, it's the Cohen brothers and the Tarantinos are for me are the Tarantinos. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino are kind of the same field as far as being able to create characters that are so memorable and indelible that you they stick with you. And this movie is just a gallery of memorable characters even the minor players they are so rich uh 
oh, there's so many we could get into and uh it's going to be fun kind of finding the quotes and the and the and the best performances in this movie i just feel uh, like you're out of your you? element donny <clears throat> <laughs> I, I, so I was, I honestly did not want to do this movie at all, if, if I'm going to be honest with everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I was getting that, that vibe when we were talking about it, when we were trying to kind of uh, fashion this month as to what, all, what kind of movies we'd be reviewing. Why is that? Because I don't, cons- so, so while he smokes weed the entire movie, I do not consider this a stoner movie. In my personal opinion, now I, I know that there are people that do, so like it is what it is. But like, and we did the movie, obviously we're doing it now. But I I don't personally consider this a stoner movie. I feel like it's got some of what makes up a stoner movie, but to me it just doesn't fit the genre perfectly because it doesn't have. It seems like he's the only. It's it's like it's like a fish out of water piece more than anything else. And I don't feel like, I feel like he's the only person that's like most stoner movies. They're not the only person that smoke weed in the, in the movie. Cause like smoking weed is like a very social thing to do. Like there's not like, like most people that smoke weed, smoke weed with other people. So him constantly smoking weed and nobody else smoking with him is really weird to me. And not not that people don't do that, but like, it's just like, I don't know. It never felt like it was. It never felt like a stoner movie. It feels like a dude who should be in a stoner movie is thrown into a weird crime movie. Um, I think you might be hitting the nail on the head in that regard. I completely agree with you, and maybe that's the reason why I love this movie. Is you're right. It is not a stoner movie. For me, when a stoner movie, in a sense, is actually made by stoners. Like, the movie itself, the movie making and all of the characters in the storyline very much kind of succumbs to kind of the uh, stoner mentality. Whereas this movie is functioning at a completely different level. And it just happens to have a character who's a stoner at the center of it. And it's almost like this... um, your, what you said, you know, it's, it's a it's a it's a crime drama, like, like an old 40s Raymond Chandler uh, crime mystery. But also at the same time, it has this completely extreme characters. So it's also a comedy and you have this very specific Los Angeles, <laughs> Los Angeles um, setting and what the Coens do so uh, so well is whenever they set a story, it's very much it's very much from that part of Americana. So if Fargo is from a specific place, uh, The Big Lebowski is from a very specific place in time, and it really captures that place, the dialect, the characters. Like the time that I spent in LA, the dude feels like a real person to me because it is LA is kind of this weird place where you have all these dreamers and most of them are just doing these odd jobs or no job and just kind of, you know, it's this kind of dreamy haze that they're just kind of living through. But they all have these high dreams. They all are kind of looking up at the stars while really not getting anything done. 
uh, I don't know, it's this weird mix and it's a, it's a fun environment to be in. And the dude really, I mean, it really captures that, that environment while still being very much a, a comedy of the 90s. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but it just, I don't know, it just, it's not that it's a bad movie, I just feel like it's bad for the, for the stoner movie. Genre. And mm, and I mm, guess maybe mm-hmm. I will be the, the person who kind of maybe puts another perspective on it. So when you're watching this movie, maybe it's not a, a stoner movie in the sense that what is going on in the screen is a stoner flick, but from the from the perspective of the person watching it because there are a lot of like trippy scenes to this movie there's a lot of like like he's flying through the air and then like all of a sudden he starts falling really fast because he grabs a bowling ball um there's the whole scene where like there's the dance it's the dance sequence and everybody's dressed up so maybe from the outside it's it it's filmed in a way that if someone was smoking weed or if someone was high they would this movie would be trippy to them in a different way it's almost like pink floyd the wall where we were talking about that only that's a different genre of a movie of many movies so in 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 J- jason's theory yes it is not as a whole a stoner movie but from the stoner community it is it is almost appreciated as a stoner movie because of its very weird very out there sense of, of filmography that, and that's that's going on with it. That's a good point that you're making because I think this movie uh, goes further than most stoner movies as far as the kind of things it's trying to do. Because in a stoner movie, typically you have the characters themselves that are stoned, so we're just we're just watching them kind of be goofy. But in this the story itself and what they're doing visually, it's just so out there. You're like, wait, what is this and what's happening? Where's the story going? Why is it going there? It, it keeps making these turns that are just seem so bizarre. Yeah, I was going to say that it, it felt and, like it, 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 when I watch this movie again from a perspective of trying to analyze it a little bit, it almost seems like that uh, the dude falls down a rabbit hole right it keeps keeps getting progressively stranger and there's twists and turns and other things that are going on and then we get we get a trippy scene and then we get an even more robust trippy scene (laughs) and i i I, that's what i felt like i was watching him like he fell down a rabbit hole of like because he was just an everyday guy going to get his half and half creamer at the grocery store and then is being drowned in his toilet Yeah, I feel like that's like the start of the journey. He he and literally he really, just like he went through the toilet a bowl and came on the other side too. Like is like, he uh, is he, he, is he dead? Did they glass. kill him? And this is the 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 dream that he's having? Or did he pass out? And this is the dream that he's having. One of the funniest lines in this movie is in the first few minutes of the movie. Is it when he's, he's like, I don't know. Let me go look. Let me see what's out there. Yeah, the, when he's like, he's like, "There's where's the money?" And he's like, "I, I think it's down there. Let me get another look." And then he, that shit, that shit had me dying. Yeah. It's one of the few times because I don't think I don't find this movie to be very funny either. And I could be alone on that one, but I don't really find it that funny uh, at all. But I do think that there are parts of it that are funny, and I find that the characters themselves are amusing. But not to the point where I'm ever laughing. Oh no! Oh, I, I, you're you're I'm left sorry. on your own on that one, buddy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that scene where one of the thugs is holding the bowling ball and he's like, what is this? And the dude goes, well, obviously, you're not a golfer. <laughs> it's just weird things like that. But, but that's just the whole thing. Both, both of that's in the very beginning of the movie. Like, it's funny there. And then I feel like it's not funny after. I think the scene, the last scene that's funny is the Market Zero scene. And then from there, I don't find it funny after that. But Walter, Walter is amazing throughout the so that's entire what I'm movie. I find him to be an amusing character. And I think he's, he, his actions are funny, but not to, like, I'm never like laughing out loud. I'm always like, holy shit. Like, it's more like, it's funny, but like in like a, it's funny, like in the way, like you when your kids do some shit wrong, and it's funny that they're uh, what they're doing, but at the same time, you're more like shaking your head, like I can't believe this is what I'm dealing with. Oh my god, Devlin, do you know what's happening here? No, I don't. What's going on? He's having my reaction to Super Troopers. Ooh, yeah, that that is kind of <laughs> it. Always almost the same parallel. <laughs> that I never I, thought that would happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I, I guess maybe it's just I was looking. Maybe, maybe it's just not my type of comedy. Okay. And I yeah, feel no, like I mean, this is, and this is, I mean, and what's weird is I'm not a huge Coen Brothers fan either. I only really, I've only actually ever seen two of their movies. One of them that I absolutely love and I feel like is a masterpiece, and then this one. What is the <clears throat> other one? Oh, brother, is it where oh, brother? Are yeah. Okay. I could watch that damn movie any day. Uh, that is surprisingly is kind of on the lower end of the totem pole of the Coen Brothers movies. I, and I love the Coen Brothers, so I've pretty much seen all of their movies. I don't know. I, I really have. I've always loved the Odyssey. And yeah. So I don't know. I, I love yeah, the Odyssey. Yeah. I love folk music. So it's kind of like, all right. It, it hits the right box. <laughs> I, I, you know, I yeah. think that the Coen brothers, a lot of times with their humor, is very highbrow, and that's definitely up Vivin's alley. Um, just, yeah, just because yeah, I there's know a lot how your kind funky of... bone works from you know reviewing Young Frankenstein, now doing <laughs> The Big Lebowski, and I know that you love Blazing Saddles, which uh, the the big the big Lebowski in this movie is in Blazing Saddles. I don't know if you know that, Viv. No. Yep, he's what? the guy that says uh he has the line he says, forget that shit, here comes Mongo. He's like the mayor, I think. Oh. It's the same guy. Huh. Um, but no, I understand <laughs> I understand Viv's humor, and there's probably jokes that I don't really laugh at. Like the, the the bowling ball golf joke. I didn't really laugh at that, but like when when at the end when they're confronting the the uh oh, what I don't want to the yeah, the nihilist, yeah, when they're confronted, and Walter's like, oh, uh, you owe me my underwear. <laughs> He's asking for his dirty underwear I, back. I, I laugh. I love I, that line. Oh my. I love the nihilist group. I mean, I, I, I think, but okay, that's where the movie gets like. Uh, are they, are you saying of... nihilist because you're mispronouncing it because that's what they do in that movie? Or do you. Or you just mispronounce. I'm from the it. south, okay. I'm from the south, okay. I can't say things properly, all right. Why? Why are you holding to, that to against clarify, me? people? He's from the south portion of India. Just <laughs> clarifying that for our folks at home, for our 
Southern brethren from Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Fight, fight. South and then 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 go across at, at about 9,000. Southeast. <laughs> and by east, we mean way east. <laughs> way east. Oh. Um, no, I, I I don't know how to say the it's word, right, Jason? Uh Nihilist. Nihilist. I don't think I'll ever get it. It's it's well, they mispronounce it in the movie, so I just wanted to know. I I needed to clarify if I think the movie is like front and center in my head, so I'm pronouncing everything in the vernacular. That's fine. That's fine. The characters in the movie. Okay. Nihilism is just like one of my favorite philosophical philosophies or philosophical. uh, How can you not? uh, That should make this movie amazing for you. There's a whole group of villains. Who are who believe in the philosophy of nihilism, and they're German, and they wear dark red outfits. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's like the perfect. We believe in nothing, Lebowski, nothing. And tomorrow we come back and we cut off your Thompson. So good. Well, now I love it. I guess that was it. That's what it took. It's all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I give up. I don't know, man. I, I, I like I said. I mean, there's obviously this movie got like this movie got a third of the votes uh, to be picked by the fans. So there's a lot of people out there that really like this movie. And I'm not saying that it's a, a bad movie. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I absolutely think all of the performances in this movie are phenomenal. But I think that this is a movie that is better as in its parts than the sum of them. Like, I think the K. Okay. Okay. I think the acting, awesome. Absolutely love John Goodman, like, so fucking much. And I know Devlin knows that to be true. And I think Jeff Bridges is phenomenal. I'm a huge Steve Buscemi fan. I just feel like this movie just didn't hit right for me. And again, I understand that I'm I know I'm on the outside on that. And, and no, and that's fine. That's and that's that's why we have this podcast is because other than Viv's opinion on Ghostbusters, we don't really judge opinions on on anything else. So um that's that's fine. I mean, I'm sure that because of the elements that you do love, you know, your review is 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 uh, is righteous. So, well, yeah, because like, I mean, fucking, if I could, I would sign up to watch more of Walter's character in something. Like, if that dude had a TV show where that dude was a character, I'd watch the whole fucking series. He's super amusing to me, and I also feel like the dude is super amusing. I think the fact that Walter gets shit on all the time, that's fucking funny. Because that dude, I don't think he says fucking anything Donnie throughout the whole movie. On. Oh, no, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie, they get shit on. I don't think that Donnie ever says, like, anything throughout the, almost the entire movie. No, he's, he's perpetually just behind. Well, they they did just and, put out a, a show and then for he just has... uh, uh, Jesus or Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, that's always. right, yeah. Jesus, yeah, he made a movie. Jesus rolls, yeah. Uh, huh, yeah. Uh, well, maybe you'll watch it. It was supposed to be in theaters right now. 
Mm. Like this week, I think. Um, no, but th- that that's interesting because I think uh, how Jason, your your funny bone and my funny bone are kind of in some ways diametrically opposite. Uh, for me, I see so much in this movie that I just dig, and I like. I go back to, and you're right. It's not just the funny things about it. It's there's a lot of things to kind of unpack afterwards because I, for me, the way I think about this movie is in the context of the rest of the Coen brother movies, because they kind of deal with the same subject matters, no matter if they're making a, 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 a Western like true grit or they're making or, or no country for old men or Fargo uh, or, uh, or, 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 or a movie like this, where it seems like they're in different genres but some of the same kind of ideas um, they keep hearkening back to, right? They have these characters at the center of it who make choices that are just kind of absurd, and um, and it clearly it's 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 not the smartest move. Uh, like Lowell Moss in in No Country for Old Men, he f- comes across a bunch of money uh, and he sees a bunch of people that are killed. You know, you'd be like, ah, staying away from that. But no, he's like, nope, I'm going to take the money, right? And then everything goes wrong after that. So he, they, they have these characters who kind of make these stupid choices and then they have to deal with the consequences. And they are never really, they keep making stupid mistakes throughout the movie and this, uh, throughout the stories. And that's same with here too. And it's also like their uh, Coen Brother movies, they don't ever wrap up in a, in, a, in a satisfying way like you would want them to. You know, they're, they will just randomly just end and I think the the one of the best ones that does it is Burn After Reading, where the movie just ends out of nowhere. You're like, wait, what happened here? Who? What? What's the? Is the? What's the moral of the story? Why? What happened? Well, don't to the ruin that for some of us. Where's the resolution? Her face. <laughs> we have never seen well, it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but but it's a trope of the Coen Brothers is that they will frustrate you. It's I mean, if you think of like they're like the opposite of Spielberg. If Spielberg wants to make you feel warm and fuzzy and happy about humanity. The Coen brothers, even in their comedies at the end of it, you're like, huh, the guy just dies from a heart attack. And then they're like, eh, all right, well, that's that. You're like, this is a comedy? What's going on here? So it, it, it has both things playing at the same time. It's, it's funny, but it's also kind of weirdly tragic and also kind of absurdist because it has these random things just happening, like dance sequences <clears throat> and <laughs> nihilist nihilist villains you know those kind of bullshit well, i guess you can put that in the kind of highbrow 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 humor that's what i like that's what you know that's where i'm like okay i i get I, there's something there for me to kind of play with something for me to engage with it's not just you know it's like i don't want a movie when it's done to be done i want something to take but see i think the thing that i hate most about this movie is what you just said <clears throat> Uh, where there's no it in the end you don't feel I don't feel like there's a point. Like I, it was like I watched a movie, but then I got like a stupid shitty sitcom ending, which is like the sitcom ending is like in any sitcom there at the beginning of the episode everything is normal, then some shit happens, and then it has to end with everything being back to normal. That's well, like no, I think, you, I, ending. I think well, you got, well, well, I, think you got a, like. I think you got a murder mystery or kidnapping mystery or, and, or both trying to make you think of mm-hmm. 
what is the ending, and then there's a curveball thrown in there. The curveball is she didn't didn't get kidnapped. She didn't plan none of this. She just went to Palm Springs. Yeah, and the dude does not end up getting what he wanted, and one of their friends end up dying. So for me, it's not a sitcom ending. It's an ending, and this is kind of the secret for me, the the Coen brother. (laughs) It's, well, no, it's, but I think secretly they are, their movies are kind of nihilist. Meaning they see no real point and meaning in life. So their movies and characters kind of, the storylines end with the same kind of like, well, you want a happy wrapped up ending. You want something to all fit together where this thing happens. So this thing happened. They're like, that's not how life works. Things will just randomly happen. You're going to have one of your friends just die out of a heart attack. Too it's soon, not so, It's not the fight that killed him. It was a heart attack. Too soon. That's too soon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heart attack that kills him. It's... But that's the kind of, you know, I, I think that's what the, the Coen brothers are kind of driving at. It's, it's the kind of complete randomness of life. And I think that's what I really engage with on a kind of, maybe that's more of a philosophical level. But for me, things like that is like, oh, okay. I see the funny, but they're, they're coming, they're making it funny only because they're kind of showing how weird and unpredictable things can be. You know, in the real world, but also in the story. And so I think to piggyback off of what Viv's saying is that everybody in life will have a cha- very chaotic time that happens. And I think that the dude is very laid back. He's kind of go with the flow. He likes to bowl. And then all of a sudden, in one part of his life, he's caught up in this chaotic mess of things happening. And in in, in every movie, we have to have some kind of you know, tragedy or something like that. Um, even in like, uh, I know Viv's not seen it, so I'm not going to ruin it. So I have to use another example. But I mean, a lot of movies have that, you know, tragic event. This waited till the very end to give you that tragic event. But again, it also shows at the very end when he's talking to the stranger, uh, that life goes back to normal. He's back there bowling. He's back there drinking beers. Um, life can go back to normal even after all the chaos. Right. And there's something, and I think that's one of the reasons why people react so well to the character of the dude. In a way, he kind of embodies that ethos of just, you know what, things are going to happen, but you're just going to have to just roll with it. It's whatever happens. Well, this is another crazy thing that happened. Well, the dude is still out there and he's still kind of bowling and he's still living his life, you know? Uh, and I think that's kind of, I think there's, if there is something to take out of the movie as far as this kind of level of satisfaction and just kind of that feel-good element. I think it's just the personality of the dude or how how his attitude is towards towards what happens to him. I mean, I agree there, Viv. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know what Jason thinks of that. Jason, any words on that? I feel like I feel like the dude's reaction to things is like is the most stoner reaction to have to things. And I feel like, like, just that you know, you know what it is. It is what it is. We got to keep on going. Kind of reaction is kind of the, and I think that's what the like when the stranger says at the very end of the movie, he says, you know, isn't that great that he's out here, you know, living life like this or whatever for all of us or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's uh, you can take comfort in the fact that the dude is out there and he is you know he's still just you know going it's he hasn't succumbed to all the crazy and i mean i think i i think i mean that's true i mean you can take that from it to you know in a sense like especially i mean the world's a shitty place right now um so it is nice to know that there's at least some you know there's that sense of normal you know what i mean um, right but basically even though no matter i think i think kind of the some of the beauty of this is that you know even though there's so many shitty things that happen to the dude throughout this entire movie and almost nothing good at all nothing almost nothing uh, yeah i feel like the fact that he can still just carry on with his life and and you know do what he loves as you know bowling I think that does say a lot to his character and is in a, a weird nihilistic sense, the message of the movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, 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 I think he's almost the answer to any kind of nihilistic tendency that anybody would have is like, well, you know, maybe nothing makes real sense and things are just not going to go your way. But if you look at the dude, and I, he was based on some real characters that uh, the Coen brothers knew, so they were drawing it from real places. And so was uh, so was some of the other uh, other characters too. They they obviously ran across a bunch of people that, uh, and you, you 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 I think all of us know certain characters like Walter in our lives. They're closer than or, you think, or the it's... dude. You know, they uh, at least. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, hold on, they are way closer than I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, there's something very relatable about this movie, and also I feel very nostalgic when I watch this movie. I almost miss the '90s, even though this movie, in a sense, is timeless. Like I don't, this movie doesn't feel dated to me. It it just like you know um, what you know what the first thing to date this, this movie, movie for me was. I'm writing a check for so it's for what? groceries. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. The, it wasn't. That wasn't the first thing. The first thing that dated this movie was while he's shopping and he's just like looking at the gallons of milk, there's a little coupon hanger thing oh, yeah. that that was like off to the side. And I saw that, like it caught my eye. And I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen those in fucking years. Because like people don't, they don't just, no, no like, there's no fucking coupon hanger things in stores anymore. Kids would pull all the coupons out and they'd be all over the floor. Yeah, there was never any time you went to go get one of those. Okay, there was get... no fucking coupons. Yep. Nowadays they just them, put stickers on the stuff that they want to give the coupon away for. Right. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, let's talk I, I about uh, our favorite uh, scenes. Uh, Jason, you should go first on this. Um. My favorite. So this is just a small scene, but it is something that made me laugh, um, and I forgot about it until just now. Um, there's a scene like okay. where everything is going really shitty for the dude, so he decides that he's gonna lock the okay. whole world out, and he nails this fucking board to the uh-huh. floor, and then he props the chair up, and then they fucking <laughs> open the door from the other side. I was fucking dying. Like it's such a simple joke, but that's like that is some old school like Plastic. Three Stooges style comedy, and that shit fucking had me dying. Yep. 
And I, slapstick yeah. is the one genre of comedy that I feel like is the most universal. You'll, you'll never, and never die. Never, it'll, it'll yeah. never die. It's timeless. Three Stooges, slapstick comedy, <clears throat> Abbott Costello, all all that stuff will never die. Yeah, it's absolutely it, that, and that I think, and it's hard not to laugh at that scene when this when the chair when the door opens and the chair falls forward. Oh my god, that shit was so fucking funny. It hit me right. It hit me because I was <laughs> like, you don't expect it, but in the most way, because like, because like I found this movie not funny most of the time. I really wasn't yeah. expecting the laugh. You know what I mean? So even though, and like, I, yeah. I it must have slipped my mind, you know, since I've only ever seen the movie like one other time, it had completely slipped my mind. So it caught me way off guard. So it hit me really, really hard. So that's my favorite scene. <clears throat> I'll go next. So my favorite scene is when the dude and Walter go to that little kid's house or that teenager's house. <laughs> and uh, he he's outside and he's beating the crap out of this car with his golf club and he's screaming at the top of his lungs to this little kid. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger. And it's not once. It's a bunch of times and you see all the lights come on in the house and then the guy comes out and he's like, what are you doing to my baby? What are you I die laughing because there's no other dialogue in that scene. He's just like, "This is what happens." You see what happens? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you know every other person that's in that block has so many questions, right? Because it's like, it's like, who's yelling (laughs) so many? There's a guy in an iron lung in the house, and a lady, and the kid. Like, um, <laughs> again, compl- so it's just something very absurd. You walk in and what is this thing? Like a casket. Like an and I love the casket. line when he's like, does he still and, write? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, that's awkward. That's Big awkward. fan. Big fan of yours. <laughs> Viv, what's your favorite scene, buddy? Uh, uh, I strangely appreciated the ending um, this time around. So there's obviously you can't have a favorite scene in the Billy Lebowski. So you get to choose one every time you (laughs) you did. You did. But that's because you're Jason. Jason. You don't understand the rules. Uh, the, The the coffee can of uh, ashes and the funeral and <laughs> the, the strange <laughs> Vietnam infused <laughs> eulogy. <laughs> and, and then the ashes flowing the wrong direction. It's both tragic and comic at the same time. You just feel sad and and it's just extremely hilarious. And and you know the dude loses it for a second. The dude is like, "What? This has nothing to do with them. What was that?" And and finally, you can see John Goodman's character just goes, you know, he shrugs. It's it's a, it's a completely kind of a um, uh, a visual kind of humor because you just see his body just kind of slugged down, and he's kind of sad and uh, feels bad about the situation. And uh, and the dude is like, "Ah, never mind. Just forget about it. You know, it's, it's all. You know, I'm I'm not mad at you." And they hug it out, and they're like, "Let's go bowling." I'm like. Ah, that's 
I don't know why that was oddly satisfying this time. I was like, oh, I can take some comfort in that. Maybe it's just the times you're living in. I, I I'll anything take anything that's, that feels comfortable. That's even semi-comforting. See, I'll let you guys on a little secret. So when I went to go spread Matt's ashes in New Mexico, I almost read that scene verbatim just to be funny out loud. Because he, he loved the big Lebowski, so I thought that would almost be appropriate. I'm like, nah, I, was like, I won't do that because – then I'm making Vietnam references, and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be kosher. So uh, I didn't do that, but I had thoughts of it. I was like, man, that would be funny. As I'm yeah. driving through, like, you know, the desert of New Mexico, I'm like, that would be funny to do. But and I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, your uh, your favorite character. I'll take this one first. It's Walter. Okay. Your favorite performance, I guess. It's, it's Walter. It, it's Walter. He's just, yeah. he's so out there and he's just crazy and he's got some of the best lines in the movie. And I just think that John Goodman was, I think when the Coen brothers wrote that, they had him in mind. And I think that he played that character, which is something out of left field for him in his acting. And I, th- I think uh, that it was so good. It was really, really good. Probably one of the better performances that I've I've ever seen. Um, it's not. I mean, it's not up there in like top ten, but it's up there. Oh, it's, yeah. It's it's it's. I mean, I would definitely say it's iconic. It's uh, whether it's whether it's like the best performance or not it doesn't matter. It's it's it is it it, it makes the movie in some ways. His. Um, he he just completely embodies that character and and he sells it. Viv, Viv. Uh, obviously, uh, Jeff Bridges. I think this is probably the role that he's going to be known for, and it is a career-defining performance. And it is it is as good as everybody talks about and says about it is and I think he's a good foil for John Goodman's character so I think those two kind of in contact with each other just makes their performances better Uh, but one that stuck out to me again on this viewing and he has so few scenes and yet he leaves such an indelible impression is Philip Seymour Hoffman playing the assistant to the big Lebowski it's the mannerisms, the body language, the how he reacts to to the dude, it's just so priceless. He's in for so few minutes in the movie, but he steals those scenes by how he responds. Um, I just love watching his performance in this movie. Uh, I mean, but again, this movie is chock full of uh, great actors. And uh, I mean, we've already talked about Jesus uh, uh, that also is completely an out there performance, but for me, uh, John um, Hoffman's performance in this is something that is very special. Yeah, I think it uh, for each of the actors, it, they really were able to kind of bring something that is very unique and special about them, and kind of put like the best See, version of them on screen. Yeah, I don't in even this think movie. Hoffman's performance is that good in this movie. I don't. I don't. I think I've seen him in I've seen really? better oh, stuff. Oh man! I really oh, have. The, uh... I, th- I think he's decent in the oh, movie, I mean, but I think this is this pales in comparison to a lot yeah, of his other. I'm movies. in the same boat. I mean, 
I, I it wasn't nothing that stood out to me and was special. Like it really wasn't. I know I know he's a bit player, but at the same time, I'm like, I, this is I, nothing. I guess it... This is nothing special to me. He's just a yes man. That's all it is. He's just a. I just. You know, and you're right, and you're right. I, I don't think as far as a character that's written, I, he's purely an expo- expository character who is just supposed to be a conduit for the audience so that they can kind of set up what the scene is going to be about. But with what little is given for me, Hoffman is able to kind of strike my funny bone with how he portrays that very much. I mean, his his dialogue is not really there compared to everybody else, what they're given to work with, he's very, he has very little to work with. But for me, he kind of knocks out of the park. He bring, well, you're right. This is not his, quote-unquote, his most memorable performance. He has, he's such a great actor. There's so many other roles that he, he's going to be better known for. But this time around, I still appreciate I'm just saying, like, for me, it, this, the role that he was given wasn't a hard stretch to play you could have put a lot of different people in there and you'd have got the same result so i'm just saying like it's, yeah, it's I, not I it's not like mm, okay. a chameleon character that you have to play he's just a yes man i could you could watch bull durham and you could see that the 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 assistant uh coach on the team is the same yes man character but i find that performance to be a lot more better than than philip seymour hoffman's and not because i just love the movie it's because if i'm looking at just like a yes man character like that that movie has the catalyst of yes man characters. Yeah, yeah you need to watch okay. well, like uh, I have that movie, so <laughs> I got you. I got you. I uh I definitely agree with I haven't seen Bull Durham, but I agree with you in the fact that there's I think you could definitely put other people in the role and still get a the same or similar results. Um I think the the only the the three characters that stand out as being unique, interesting characters would probably be Jesus, even though he's like very short character. Um, I think he's an, he's at least interesting. Um, and then obviously the yeah. dude, and then Walter, and I think I think John Goodman just fucking crushes it. I don't think I don't think you get like I think when you look at the movie when I when I consider like what I would say the best performance in any given movie would be I look at the movie and I and I I say like of these performances in this movie what performance if it was done by somebody else would change the movie the most and I feel like John Goodman's character being played by anybody else would change this movie far more drastically than any other character. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think that's true. That's true. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to go through a Rolodex of other actors for that time. Could fill in his shoes and yeah, Goodman, yeah, Goodman for that time frame. Yeah, it's at the echelon very hard to his acting at that point I think Roseanne had just wrapped up so he he was he was still a no, uh, you know really big household name but I've seen a lot of John Good movie, John Goodman movies there are, there's a handful that are really really good like yeah probably 90% of the movies he's been in are really good and then I mean there are some stinkers I'm not gonna lie there's some stinkers yeah. but he he hasn't picked a ton of 
of of roles. You don't see a lot of John Goodman roles, but like he's really good in Trouble with the Curve. I know you've seen that one, Vivin. Um, he's really good in that role, and I think he plays a good character yeah. there. But I think that you know this this is his his coup de gras of movies. Like this is the the creme de la creme of what he has put out there in recent years. Well, not recent years. I mean, it's twenty years ago, twenty two years ago. So I mean, but, but I mean, it's. He, like I said, he's not in a lot of stuff. I haven't, I haven't seen some of the the newer stuff he's done, like Monuments Men or anything like that. But I've, I've heard good things about his performances in those movies. I feel like he's great in Red State. He's really good in, um, um, what's it called, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I was thinking about that movie too. He, yeah, he's really good. I at think that. that that might be one uh, of you his, know what he's his man. In my opinion, his best. He, yeah, but he'll always be Dan Connor to me. In, I don't care. Oh no, by all means, but I I, I, I agree with you there. But <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane, I feel like show is it ten? I don't know. Whatever the fuck the number yeah. is, Cloverfield Lane. Uh, it's a number. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever that that movie. I feel like it shows such range, like an insane amount of range, but in like the same fucking scenes. Like he he plays a character who's almost like like almost suffers from like a bipolar disorder, and I I had childhood like onset bipolar, and so like I under like I I've gone through those like weird shifts where like my emotions will just change drastically. It doesn't really happen to me much anymore, but when I was younger, it used to happen like a lot. So <clears throat> seeing him play in that in those in that movie and those shifts that he makes, it was just like whoa! Like he fucking crushed that. So I don't know. To me, that's his probably his best performance. But um, again, Goodman in this one is probably the best one. In this movie, I think you're uh, skipping out on a on a very very important John Goodman movie here, Jason. When you're talking about indelible performances, Monster have you Inc. forgot about the Emperor's New Groove? He is great in <laughs> both of those movies. He's great in both. <laughs> That's right. He is. I forgot about uh, him being yeah, amazing. Yeah, so you check out Righteous Gemstones. I know it's a TV series, he is. but I need Vivin to give me his oh, HBO password. I want password. to see that too. He's throwing it out there. Hey, man. Yeah, hook that up, brother. Watchmen and I need <clears throat> that's Showtime. Is that Showtime? <laughs> Watchmen Showtime or is it HBO? No, I, think yeah, HBO. I, I need that for both of them. Uh, you need to give that up, okay? I can't get yeah, you to talk about yourself, but at least you can do is give me give, give me the damn password. All right. Okay. Um, we do not condone that, HBO. <laughs> we're we're in quarantine, HBO. Yes. <laughs> just just <laughs> you could at least offer a very extended yeah, free trial. Very much so. Um, <laughs> ratings, gentlemen. Yeah, you're gonna set the bar on this uh, one. I'll go first. I, I think mine is gonna be the easiest. I'll I'll set the bar on this one. I will give this movie a and I'm right along nine. with Vivin at a nine as well. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, 
seven. That's a that's a fair rating. I've been I was the, debating on six and a the, half. Uh, but I think the only reason why it gets a seven over the six and a half. Vivin's blood pressure already went through the roof. You want his head to pop? Up? I feel like the, I feel like I said I I feel like it's the performances that make this movie good. Had it been, had we been looking at different people in probably especially the Walter role, I would probably it would probably be like a five and a half for me to be honest. Because uh, I don't think anybody could really, you know, do what Goodman does in this role. But I think it's, I think it's him alone that gives me the, the seven. I I don't think you're off base when you say that. I think even the Coen brothers might be thinking in the same lines that you do, because in uh, somewhere they they even mentioned the fact that oh you know the plot is almost secondary in this movie for them. Like what interested them sounds like what we are all responding to, which is these specific types of characters. So yes, there's a plot. Yes, there are things happening and all of that. But I think these very kind of specific characters and the actors that would be playing them is what probably what made them want to make this movie, especially after Fargo, which was like a super critical darling. And the big Lebowski when it came out was like, people like, what is this movie? Like it did not like everybody's reaction was like Jason. They're like, what is this movie? It's not, you know, it's, it's, it, it makes no sense making this movie after Fargo. And that one, won a bunch of Oscars and all of that. And, they kind of dismiss this movie, but it's a cult following that happened afterwards that put this movie on the map. So I, I don't, I don't think you're off base when you say that. Um, good. Okay. So I think that's that wraps yeah, it, we, right? We've we've done the Big Lebowski some justice. That does. I swear, I thought Jason was going to say six, yes, sir. and I was going to say market six. It would have been super Fuck funny. <laughs> Uh, no, I know. Like I said, it, it probably would have been cl- a lot like closer to that had we had we not had Goodman's performance. But I feel like his performance is just too good. Very good. Um. Anyway, um, we can all tip back our white Russians and carry on with the next segment. That's right. All right. I guess we'll uh, see everybody in just a few minutes. Welcome back to segment two of Know Your Cinema podcast. This is the get to know Know Your Cinema portion of our show. And as with me, as always, is Jason Quinn and Vivin Matthew. Um, now we're going to get to our questions. This is where we can, you know, just ask random questions uh, about movies or something movie related. Um, and this, you know, our theme this month is 420 stoner movies. So we figured we would all come up with some hypothetical stoner questions. Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Vivin Matthew. Vivin, what is your question this week? So mine is what or which historical figure would you want to smoke some weed with? Jason? I feel like you're itching to go first. I, just a quick clar- clarification question on this. Now, these per- people have, I'm assuming since we're saying historical, they have to be deceased. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that will make it easier. 
Okay. Yeah, let's uh, do it that way. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna let Devlin take this one first because I'm gonna need to think on it for just a couple of seconds. <laughs> I just wanted to clear this guy. Oh, well, <clears> I mean, <throat> I could go the Ralphie May route. So when his buddy uh, Billy Ray put, posed this question to him, uh, but I'm not going to because I don't want Vivin's head to pop off. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Isn't he count? Think, what's that? You would count. I, I know he would count. I, I know he would. Um, but it's not who I would want to, though. But I, I, I thought maybe for shock value for Vivian that I would do it. <laughs> but no. Vivian, I'll send you a link uh, on, on uh, Messenger that you can watch. Um, okay. That you'll enjoy. You'll enjoy it. And trust me. Okay. Ralphie May was the man. Rest in peace. Um, but I think that if I could smoke weed with any historical figure... Um, I think that I would want to smoke weed with Abraham Lincoln. Huh. Okay. So he, here's the thing. Um, first off, that is a, a very interesting choice. Uh, I, 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 and I think it's a good choice because uh, from all accounts, he was a very good storyteller, so I can only imagine the yarns that he would compose while high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just being a United States lover of a uh, lover of United States historian, uh, uh-huh. that I think that he is one of the most interesting figures in our country's history, um, because of the the time frame that he was in and the things that he went through and especially in his personal life at times. I think that sitting down and, and, and picking his brain while, while sharing a, a joint and smoking weed with, I think that it would be very interesting to hear what he had to say. Philosophies or thoughts or anything like that. I think that just reading some of his writing and uh, things that he, he didn't you know, say in public, you know, he, he said in journals and stuff like that, um, are very powerful. So I think that some of the things that he would come out would be very cool to hear and maybe life-changing. Fair enough. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is a famous historical stoner. And I also would love to, I don't know, I feel like he's one of the more intelligent people that were around in the beginning of our country. And I think that it would be interesting to <clears throat> pick his brain and, and, and see the, the thought processes of, of, of things that uh, went into the forming of the country and the declaration and things like that. Okay. Viv, <laughs> you, okay. Have, you have the cleanup spot here. All right. Did you know uh, he was a stoner? Anybody? Yeah. I, most no, of the, I most of them that. were back then because they grew it. Is that's how they got rope and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I have, as usual, uh, I'm going to break some rules. <laughs> I have two possible <laughs> answers here. <laughs> no, you breaking I'm rules? Seven, I'm going to give seven <laughs> actual answers. You're such a uh, you're such a rebel, Vivin. I, I narrowed it down to two. Okay. First off, Jason. You can't say Batman. Don't, you can't say Batman. Don't, you can't say the Joker. 
No, that, that's 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 for the, the that's for the that's for the questions that are coming up. Okay. <laughs> uh, so don't say Batman to the questions that are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that I think would be fascinating would be Napoleon. He's this short dude with this outsized ego who almost conquered all of Europe. And I think smoking one with him would be very interesting to see what his, you know, what his mentality was and what was he trying to accomplish? You know, I mean, you kind of get what he's trying to accomplish, but it'd be interesting to see people who really kind of left their mark and what drove them. Like another one, and this is a crazy one, would be I would want to smoke one with Hitler or Stalin. Like, like. What 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 is driving you guys? What why what's with this madness? Why? To be you know, fair, if you that, smoked with that. Stalin or Hitler, they might not go on to be. Depending upon when you started, they might like be like, "Man, that is a shitty idea." <laughs> you gotta be early. It's gotta be early. Yeah, if, you, if it's like early on Hitler, like right after he got out of his art phase, you're yeah. like, you know what? Like, you know what, Hitler? These paintings aren't so bad. <laughs> Yeah, right after he he writes the main main comps, we're like, let's let's no, talk you wanna, about this. No, you want to go before that? I think I oh, think before, before that is. <laughs> I think oh, oh, I think sorry. that's too. I think we're too far gone at that point. He's already set in stone. Okay. Yeah, mind comp is too too deep. We want to pull back the reins a little bit. Okay, got it. I'll, I'll, I'm taking mental notes as if this is going to happen. Yeah, like if you get your time machine and you're like, like if you get like a time traveling blunt and you're able to go back, like you want to smoke it enough to go back to before Hitler becomes. Damn, that's a damn good idea for a stoner movie, like a time traveling blunt. Actually, that's that's a, that's a, that is a pretty good idea. Vivian, you got to cut that from the episode. <laughs> Can't have nobody stealing our ideas. That's, yeah, that's, that's a really disgusting idea. Like low key, like do not actually cut that. Hey, 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 we have this timestamp, okay? So if somebody does, try yeah, just to... just edit in there like your voice saying like we came up with a really good movie idea and we didn't even want anybody to steal it. So this is copyrighted. So yeah. <laughs> All right, good, good. Well, so that was my question. Who wants to go next? Jason's next. Okay. Uh, my question is: Which fictional character would you most want to smoke weed with? Let me get mine out of the way before Vivian starts going on a Christian. What characters? If if it's like a group, if it's like a group, I think that that would be safe. Like I think as long as long as it makes sense together, like it can't be like I'd like to smoke weed with Spider Man and Superman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that doesn't that doesn't check out. But like if it's like I'd like to smoke weed with the Justice League, all right. You know what I mean? I'll let that one slide. Okay, got it. Got it. We, we, we got the rules. We got this. Um, fictional characters. It, it's so hard for me just to think of one. There's so many that I would want to. Um, but I think I think the, the, the troopers from Super Troopers. Or no, I'm scratching that. It's it's Jay and Silent Bob. Fair. Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. Huh. It's a solid answer. Yeah. 
Okay. I just think okay. that I, I, because I love the View Askew universe, I think that if I could be placed in the View Askew universe and have the opportunity to play or, or to do that, that would be it would be a fun it would be a fun time. It's not going to be boring. It, it's definitely not going to be boring. No, no, that's the one thing you can say for sure. It won't be boring. Uh, Jason, do you want me to go next? Well, since it's my question, that's how it normally goes. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I, I want to be adhering to all the rules. I, I'm yeah, not he, a rule breaker. Yeah, my ass. Uh, down south, we, 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 we are <laughs> Southern very... India. Southern <laughs> <laughs> India. We like two things, all right? We like our sweet iced tea. In India? <laughs> Did you just snort? <laughs> I've never even heard of that kind of curry. It's a pinch pinch of turmeric. Right. That's... That's that's what makes the difference. Is it spicy tea? Is that <laughs> that's that's yeah. right? Is that Southern Indian tea? You just add a teaspoonful of curry. It's sweet that's and sweet. Uh... <laughs> Does it go well with butter chicken? Uh, uh, how wow! How European of you, butter chicken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's like your favorite dish. Don't even try that with me. <laughs> you said at one time, and I quote, here's how I judge an Indian restaurant. So we would try it. said, I will order right. their butter chicken, and if it's not good, I'm not eating there anymore. No, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that's what you need to try out first because that's going to be the basic one most Americans are going to eat. So they're going to, every restaurant is going to have it. So Thank you, 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 you got to have a baseline, all right? <laughs> We're not out of the jungle, okay? We gotta have some rules, all right? Is that right, the southern the part? Is that what it is? The jungle. That's right. That's the other part. Two is, yeah, we gotta have rules. Hey, what is the second question? What is the question? Jason? What fictional character do you want to smoke weed with? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right, I was getting to that at some point. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I think it would be great to, uh, you know. Uh, he ain't getting no detective work done that day. Well, it'd be great to like have him kind of, you know, say like the story like the Hound of Bakersville, where you're like along the ride with him and like he 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 smokes one up and then how does he solve the crime? That'd be kind of cool. He would get stuck on like <laughs> following footsteps, he'd be like, hey, we've gone too far, man. We gotta go back. <laughs> yeah, not a lot, not a lot of uh, deductions happening there. Mr. Holmes. Still, it'd be fun. Okay. It'd be fun to no, see. No, it's, it's uh, a fair his, answer. His... We just we just like to, yeah. we just like to break down in comedy how now that would not be good. <laughs> Jason, um, I I I think this I feel like this should have been a given to most people, but I, I want to smoke weed with Shaggy and Scooby, man. That's. That's like the 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 biggest stoners that that existed back in the day, man. Let and me be able you. to solve a solve a mystery with with Shaggy and Scooby. That would be dope. 
Let, let, let me correct you. I don't think you need you. You just need to hang out with them. They're already stoned. Right. <laughs> I'm like I almost said like the whole mystery gang, but I don't really want to smoke weed with Fred because that dude's a fucking buzzkill. But like the rest of them, I fucks with that. There you go. That's that's a that's a solid answer. I, I think actually it'd be like if we go like so. There's a movie. There's this movie that they did or an episode that they did called. Uh, uh, zombie Island. It was like an old one. They did a return to Zombie Island more recently, but uh, in that, it's just uh, Daphne and Saggy and Scooby. That's who I'd want to smoke weed with. I think Jinkies would get all on my nerves too. <clears throat> uh, okay. I got you. Good answers. Viv or Dev, your turn. Uh, my question is: Is what current celebrity would you want to smoke weed with? Uh, I'm going to take a cue out of Vivian's book. I have two answers <laughs> to this question. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, I'm going to make that three answers because two of them, one of them is technically a duo. I want to smoke weed with. With the real life Jay and Silent Bob, Jay Muse and uh, Kevin Smith, I think that would be. I would. I would enjoy that a whole lot more than smoking weed with Jay and Silent Bob. Um, and then also Snoop Dogg. Hmm. Okay. So Snoop, if you're listening, <clears throat> you know, hook it up. There you go. Jason has made his plea. Or, or Kev and, and Jay, you know, just whatever. If any, whoever wants to smoke weed with me that's listening to this podcast, it's a, it's Jay and Silent Bob or Snoop Dogg. I know they're big fans. So. <clears throat> Devlin, what's the you? It's my question. You have to answer it's, next there, Jerry. You're messing the rotation up. You're fucking with the rotation. It's puff, puff, pass, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I was I was trying to see if I could uh, get away with breaking the rules one last no, time. No, there's no right. there's no rule breaking here. Market six. All right, fine. Jeez, you guys are. Am I the only one so around harsh. here cares about the rules? <laughs> it's 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 fine. I don't know why you guys are getting worked up about it. I'm totally fine. I'm calling a leak about this. I... <laughs> Man, who? Who, who, who? Really, the only person I would I can think of. It's probably because we just watched the movie. I would one with Jeff Bridges. He'd be an interesting cat to sit around and and smoke one up. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that that's the answer I'll go with. Jeff Bridges. Okay. Certainly the weakest of all the answers, but go ahead, uh, Devlin. Um, got there's so many. I mean, uh, I think I think I'm gonna go old school with this. Like, I think I'm gonna go Willie Nelson. I thought about Willie I Nelson. Go, I thought about Willie Nelson like and Cheech and Chong. Uh, little one-liner jokes. I think that would be. I think I think I get a lot of those. Yeah, he's a funny fucking dude. Yeah, I think I think it would be a good time. I think it would be a really good time. 
Ooh. Can't change it. Can't hold change on. it. Uh, hold on, hold on. There's one. There's one. I'll allow uh, it because Jeff Bridges was a shit. Yeah, answer. I will too. <clears throat> but uh, Jeff Bridges, if you ask, obviously, it's still a yes. Of course. <laughs> Goes without saying. Don't listen to Jason. <laughs> Me and Devil. I'm not saying I would change. Jeff Bridges is a terrible answer, by the way. <laughs> I just I'm, think I'm just, of all the celebrities, that's not one of the ones that I'm like, oh, I got to yeah. smoke weed with Jeff Bridges. And, and I don't need to repeat that because Jason already took care of it. Okay. Well, I personally think his actual persona out of the movies is also cool. So that's why I wanted Jeff Bridges as, as one option. But yeah, it's a strong legacy. Be, uh, Joe Rogan. Cool. I would want to. Yeah. Way more acceptable. He's. <laughs> he seems <laughs> like he has endless curiosity, so I would definitely. Oh, I'd love definitely. to talk to Joe Rogan. Yeah, if yes. I had a if I had a runner up, it'd probably be Joey Diaz. That oh, dude okay. would be fucking funny as hell to talk to and smoke weed with. He's got some amazing Holy stuff shit. on that. That <laughs> I know we've mentioned before, but man, that Matthew McConaughey story. Woo. Yeah, I would. Even though I know the fucking story, I'd still be like, bro. Tell that McConaughey story. If I ever see Joey Diaz, like I ever go to a comedy club or something like that, and I see him, I'm like, dude, you got to tell me this Matthew McConaughey story again. I got to hear this person. Yeah, that shit's too fucking funny. For for those of you (laughs) who have not listened to previous episodes, there is a YouTube video. Go Google Joey Diaz tells a Matthew McConaughey story, and it should pop up on YouTube. If not, it's, it's Ralphie May and Matthew McConaughey. It is... One of the funniest stories I've ever heard of all time. Like it, it makes you just cry laughing. Like Joey Diaz almost can't breathe. He's laughing so hard at this story. That's when you know that I don't know, man. I love I love a story where the dude that's telling it is barely able to get through it because it's so fucking funny. And it's a true uh-huh. story. It's not like a comedy bit. It's a true story. But yes, anybody who wants a good laugh, I'm putting over Joey Diaz's story right now. So Joey, if you if you happen to come across this podcast or anybody forward it to you, you're welcome. hundred percent. He deserves a percent. Yes. Yes, yes. All right, yes. gentlemen. Looks all right. Like we've got segment two all taken care of. Anybody else want to add anything? Uh no, I think we're good. All right, folks. Hang right there. We'll be right back with the Wheel of Movie Fate segment. All right. Well, all right, folks. We are back for segment three, the Wheel of Fate, or as they say down south, the Wheel of Fate. I thought it was the Wheel of Fate. I thought that was the, the Wheel of Fate in southern India. <laughs> <laughs> What that's you know that's small potatoes. You don't need to make that distinction. Okay, it's just south. You mean, you mean it's small curry? Is that what is that what you mean? Yeah. You know what? The flavor is the flavor. Yes, yes, I am talking about flavor. Okay, I'm talking about that sweet tangy flavor. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Is 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 our big monstrous wheel ready? To decide our fates, 
Yeah, I actually, since I've been in quarantine, I made it a full-on prices white right wheel size wheel. So perfect. Nice, Jason. Would you like to go over the movies and and things, other things that are left on the wheel? Yes. So we are doing things a little differently because it is the 420 uh, special month. We've got two movies left to pick for this month. Um, and I'm actually really excited about every other movie on this, on this wheel. <laughs> um, so we put nine movies on the wheel. We've lost two of them, which were Up in Smoke and The Big Lebowski. Normally, we would replace them with different movies, but we're replacing them with a Jason's pick and a Vivian's pick since we are the two people that put those movies on the wheel. So if it lands on the spots that would previously have occupied those movies, then it would be us that pick for uh, for the class. <clears throat> so um, we have, what does that make us? Seven remaining movies and then uh, three spaces where either two where one and where one where I pick, one where Vivian picks, and one where the fans pick. Um, and again, if you would like to be a part of our fan picks, um, you want to follow us on our social medias, facebook.com slash KYC podcast on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and um, Twitter, all at KYC podcast. So um, check those out. Uh, the movies that are still on the wheel are Dazed and Confused, Pineapple Express, Grandma's, Bo Grandma's Boy, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Half Baked, Harold and Kumar, and How High. You guys ready? Ready. All right. It is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm, okay. Never seen the well, never seen the movie. So Jason, have you seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I've seen every movie on the list. Okay. So Viv. Uh, this has a very young Nicolas Cage in it. See if you can find him in the movie. Okay. He doesn't have any Nicolas speaking Cage. parts, but he's in there. Uh, like uh, Kevin Bacon in that one movie that we watched? No, uh, no. Kevin Bacon actually had speaking parts in, in Animal House. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's... So he's more like a blip on the screen, or is he? Uh, kind of. He's kind of like a background character because he appears a, a couple of times. But let's see if you can see if you can point him out. Okay. Um, but this is a this is a really good movie. Uh, it's I love eighties movies, so this is kind of a uh, one of those staples of eighties movies. So I'm I'm really excited to watch and review this with you guys. And it says it's on Hulu. But usually when it says it's on Hulu, it's like, on Hulu, but through a subscription to Stars or some other bullshit. So it's on Hulu, but take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, so it's not on Hulu. <laughs> it ain't on Hulu. It says that it's on there, but we'll, that remains to be seen. Mm -mm. So um, this, is, this is a fun movie. I'm excited for this. Um, anything left left to, uh, to 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 say here before uh, we head no, on out? I, I think I think we're gonna leave it up to 
Uh, we're, we're all kind of excited to watch this. And I know I know Vivian's excited to watch a movie he's never seen before, so he might not be excited to watch the movie as a whole, but he's always up for watching movies he's never seen before. Yes, I am. So, uh, no, I mean, I'm excited for next week, and I hope everybody else is too, and I hope you guys are enjoying our 420 uh, specials that we're doing here for the month of April. Um, I know that we've uh, we put a lot of thought into what we could do and, and the movies specifically. So, and we thank everybody for voting um, in the poll last week. So that's all I got to say, Jason, you got anything? Uh, no, I, uh, like I said, I appreciate the, like you said, appreciate people voting for uh, the fan poll. Um, I think we actually had more reception to this than we did the last. Viv, you got anything to add on to the end of this? Uh, thank you to all the listeners for actually, you know, taking time out of your days and uh, spending uh, a little bit of time listening to us. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, definitely makes us feel humbled and uh, appreciative that there are listeners out there. That's awesome. And Jason, why don't you take us out, sir? Jason. Sounds like you'll be taking us out. Jason, we can't hear you, buddy. If you think you're connected, you're not. Or are you just doing this for suspense? Well, I guess we lost Jason. So from us here at Know Your Cinema Podcast. And we say this with love as we do every week. Go fuck yourself. Vivin, Jason's not here. You're going to have to do it this week. Since now I'm uh, half uh, half the panel, I can override you because I have 50% power now. I'll say have a very good night, folks. You, you, Thank you for taking the time to listen. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just take 50% of the power. <laughs> then I have the other 50%. His phone died. That's this what happened. True. His phone this died. Is... He just messaged me. His phone died. His phone. You know what? He, he needs Didn't either a new phone plan or a new phone. On the charger. I'm yeah, leaving all the, this the, in. I'm leaving all this. In. Yeah. No. No. All this stays in. All this stays in. But Viv, I'm going to need. I'm gonna, You're going to have to take his place. We have to have at least two. You're going to have to say it. You got to. You got to be the pinch hitter here. You got to. You got to come in and save the day. You got to say, "Go fuck yourself." Look, you just, just like just the, tell me it's with love. Just say it's with love. It is with love, but you know, my, one of you can, all of you can imagine in my southern accent saying that line, just as Devlin says it. Okay, that was on the worst. That note, don't even try. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. Don't know. Not imagining. I want you to say it one time. Can I get it one time out of you? Is this the, is this the most dragged out ending? No, it's not the most dragged recorded. out ending. We're, look, we lost Jason. I'm trying to say, hey, I need you to I need you to step up to the plate. Be a team player. For once. Don't put me in a corner like that. Nobody puts Vivian in a corner. Is that where we're going? That's right. Okay. That's right. That's exactly where I was going with that. Fine, folks. I guess Vivian's not gonna play ball today. But uh, we do love Dylan you. Sounds like we do thank yeah, you. you'll have to take us out. We do thank you for listening and continuing to listening. We do this out of love 
We are no way making money off of this. So we do appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. Um, and we will see you guys next week with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. See ya. See ya.